0: Hi, what's up? This is the Sew and Save podcast, episode 3 of 2024, song number 4 of 2024. And this week, we start a very interesting series. Tomorrow is the start of length. For some people, that means giving up something. This year, I'm calling you to pick up something. 12 verses, a chapter that has shaped Christianity Most profoundly, during Lent, many Christians reflect on the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to use this time to present a three song series on a passage all about what Jesus did on the cross Isaiah 53. In this post, I will share one, today's song, two, oh, and today's song, as you check it out in the newsletter, is I've done a video. So, You can see it if that helps, right? Two, my reasons against memorizing this chapter. Now, my reasons for deciding to press on some sermons i found and listened to on Isaiah fifty three, which I recommend. And five, just a quick thought on developing a community here, and I've dropped a poll in the newsletter to help us to think about that or process that so without any further ado the series goes like this verse 1 to 5 today verses 6 to 9 next week and verses 10 to 12 the third week and i've named each of the songs just picking a word that stood out in each set of verses. And I've done that to aid in meditation. While you learn the verses this week, for example, you can think about this one word. Surely. Let me just say the verses that relate to this week's song. Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. smitten by god and afflicted but he was pierced for our transgressions he was crushed for our iniquities upon him was the chastisement the chastisement that brought us peace and with his wounds we are healed so that's verses one to five and why isaiah why isaiah 53 why no I've been struggling with doing Isaiah 53 now. I've always loved this chapter, right? I mean, even, I think for certain, I memorized it before or a portion of it before, but I didn't do the work at the time to understand its significance. And I think my love affair with this passage is a perfect demonstration of a problem in my faith life the lord exposed to me in 2023 and which propelled me to to restart my memorization journey so let me show you what i mean in 2017 i released a song called what a story all about the work of christ and my opening line was the first verse of isaiah 53 who has believed our report Who has believed our report to accept our chat? He came to his own and they received him not. Yet, can I explain the chapter to you now? Before setting out to memorize it this time around, did I remember anything besides the first line of the chapter? It's like I could hear Jesus saying to me as he did to the Sadducees, You do not know the scriptures. So that's why I set out to learn the chapter as one of the foundational texts I believe I should know as a Christian. But I have some reasons against memorizing Isaiah 53 right now. First, I wonder if going to an Old Testament prophet will break your momentum. I have to remember that I'm doing this like as, as a way to encourage other believers and you, are, you and I are different people, right? I want to encourage, not discourage you. In January, I read an article by Andrew M. Davis entitled, How and How Not to Memorize Scripture. In that article, he warned, Don't do prophetic genres, such as Old Testament prophets, too early in your career. And this is a quote from his article. In my experience, they are the hardest books to memorize since the spirit leads a prophet in trains of thought that are not always easy to follow. I am well aware that all scripture is God-breathed and useful for our full fruitfulness in Christ. However, I am speaking as one with a lot of experience. The memorization I did in the minor prophets and in Ezekiel was the hardest I ever did work on a new testament epistle first or a portion of a gospel it will feed you and encourage you immediately and your confidence will grow tackle the visionary prophets later so that stood out second i've googled the most popular verses and they are all verses i would also love to memorize so why not do one of those Check out this list, the top 100 most read Bible verses published by BibleGateway.com. And here are the top 5. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all these things God works for the good of those who love him. Psalm 23, 4. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. Psalm 23, 6. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. Like everyone else, I want to be encouraged by rich promises of God's love and care for me. These verses talk about that love clearly and directly. And so there's an attraction there. Third, not a single verse from Isaiah 53 made the list of popular verses. So even if I'm going to to go to Isaiah, why not go to Isaiah 54, 17? No weapon forged against you will prevail, which made the list at number 94. It may be lent, but the things that cause us distress are still going on, right? So why 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 take this detour to look at what may seem like something for academics? I have four reasons why I think we should press on with this. First, it's just one chapter. I do take the point from Andrew Davis, and so I wouldn't start at Isaiah 1. Even if these are your least favorite verses this year, It will just be three weeks over which you will be asked to consider a few verses of a single chapter each week. Second, this is an exceptional chapter. Listen to what Pastor John Piper says in the introduction to a sermon on Isaiah 53. Nowhere in all the Old Testament does the gospel of Jesus Christ shine more clearly than in Isaiah 53. 700 years before Jesus came into the world, God opened the eyes of his prophet to see the very heart of Christ's saving work. End quote. 700 years before it happened. That's nothing to scoff at. Third, we should question why a passage like this isn't among even the top 100 verses people read online. This is a post by itself, I think. What we want versus what we need from our Bible verses. We need the promises of Scripture every second, minute, and hour of the day. I don't want to diminish that in any way, shape, or form. Still, how can I ever be comfortable to call myself a Christian if I don't understand what Christ did and treasure it? and if I'm not able to share it meaningfully. More important, Isaiah 53 is is the foundation of all the promises, meaning, if Christ's work for me isn't sufficient, all those promises of love and support mean nothing for me. When I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I should fear every evil if Christ hasn't been a mediator between me and God? Yes, God is gracious, but will he be gracious to me? Will he be gracious to me considering the reality of my sins? How am I sure that I will be able to access God's steadfast love? And that's where Isaiah 53 comes in for it. I can only be guided at this point by what I want and need to understand. I've sung these songs over and over at home with much feeling. To the point where my four-year-old backup singer, Madison, can start the third song without me saying a word. But still, the feeling is hollow, right? It's hollow because my head is empty. And I want that feeling to be full. You know, this, this this is this is a big part of why I am so passionate about uh getting into pressing into the Bible this year with as much energy and zeal as I can. I know it's not a, a one year project. But I can only take it in, in increments, right? The question I keep asking myself is what if we take the Bible serious? What if we really took the Bible serious and, and, and press into it? What would God do? Can we imagine what God may do if we are to take His Word seriously? Now, you may say, how is this an argument for memorization? If after having memorized it, I still don't have that full feeling. I still don't get it. My answer is that we don't memorize only what we understand and love, but what we want to understand and love. See, because memorization fuels meditation. Further, because I know the passage, as I'm diving into it, I find that though it's foreign It's familiar. While it's not simple, it's a lot less strange. And I think that is a major reason to memorize. So let's dig in deeper together. I've gathered a list of resources to get you started. I've listened to the sermon that I'm going to talk about that I've listed in this week's newsletter. And I'm going to try to read even one of the sermons in the collection of sermons that I recommend it would be great if we could do this together so first I was greatly encouraged to find a sermon series by pastor john piper desiringgod.org which tackles the chapter in almost the same way I've divided the verses in these songs Piper preached his sermons over three weeks from the 14th of March to the 4th of April 1993. And he broke it down, surely he has borne our griefs, starting from Isaiah 52 to Isaiah 53 6. That's something that I found very interesting because before this series, I hadn't connected Isaiah 52 and Isaiah 53. And so already that's just one thing I've learned to expand my reading of this prophecy. I've listened to all three and can say that they are a great aid to get started. And I suggest that you listen to them to get a grasp of what the chapter is all about. It will make your memorization a lot more meaningful. You can listen one each week. So this week, today, you can listen to the first one. Surely he has borne our griefs. Then there are some sermons by Martin Lloyd-Jones that I would also recommend. The links to all these sermons are in today's newsletter. Dr. Lloyd-Jones has two sermons and the interesting thing is that both of these sermons are on passages in the New Testament. I will listen to anything from Martin Lloyd-Jones. But what makes me what makes these sermons helpful is that they grapple with questions in Isaiah 53 which we may have when we look at it, because they're looking back from the New Testament era. The sermon on Acts 8, 28 to 36 is about Philip in the New Testament explaining the passage to the Ethiopian eunuch. I would encourage you to go and listen to that sermon yourself. After listening to it, I found three more incentives to memorize the passage. First, how amazing that isaiah 53 was the passage god used to convert the first african to christianity we're talking about this in black history Month. what an amazing and significant fact to think about when you're talking about the significance of the passage two the bible says he went away rejoicing what was it that made this high-ranking official so happy clearly there's something here of practical importance to our happiness That should make us want to look at Isaiah 53. Third, Philip explained to the eunuch that the prophecy, though 700 years old at that time, was as contemporary as ever and held out a promise for him, the eunuch. We are in the same position as the eunuch, right? The prophecy, though now almost 3,000 years old, is still as relevant to the world as ever. And so, even more incentives to memorize and then lastly there are some sermons by a man called thomas mantan now these aren't audio sermons a book if you've read my article 119 notable things about psalm 19, you have come across the name thomas mantan who i mentioned because of how his work on Psalm 119 impacted one of the most famous American theologians in history. Manton published an extensive verse-by-verse exposition of Psalm 119. Jonathan Edwards, the American theologian and pastor, cited one of the sermons as the basis of one of the great resolutions he made early in his life. I didn't link to his book of sermons on Psalm 119 because I didn't like the idea of recommending something I hadn't read. And that book is is well over a thousand pages, although I could have linked to it um, based on just the historical fact of its impact on Edwards. Anyway, since then, I've dipped into Mantan's sermons and man- I come away kicking myself over and over for not devoting days and nights to reading them. They are very, they're very clear and they are very insightful. And, you know, they're just a fresh perspective. I think you would enjoy reading his work. Samantha so has done the same kind of work on Isaiah 53. And despite having not read it, I'm going to link to it and i'm going to try to read some of what he has written on Isaiah 53 it would be great if we could do it together if you do it uh comment let me know um what you think the link to his sermons are in the newsletter and so the last thing i would say is is on that point of doing things together um the, the idea of i've been thinking about creating a community around um, sway and say work, right? I hope the songs and the podcasts and articles help you to make real progress in learning scripture. But if you think you could benefit from, or would simply enjoy regular discussion with me and other like-minded believers about the passages and the memorization work, then I'd love if you'd let me know that. I've put a poll in the newsletter, that's one way. You can also email me magic at substack.com and I will get it there. And uh yeah, we can go from there, right? Because there are communities for Bible memorization on the internet already. What I'm trying to do integral to it is to serve people who want this particular thing, right? Um, not just Bible memorization, right? Which you can get through many different uh, mediums and many different apps and stuff like that. But I want to serve people who like dancehall music. I want to serve people who are Jamaican who speak, who not just Jamaican but who speak, you know, who are Caribbean, um, African. um, You don't have to be, but people who like that culture. There is a tremendous value that i have found um to learning by using my my culture my heart language and i don't want to lose that when i look at the bulk of resources out there i see a need here i see a need here and a place a space where we can serve that's why i i'm thinking about community I want to talk to real people. There are, there are people who interact with the work consistently and their their comments, their responses, their email fuel me, right? The verses that started this work came from verses that I saw uh, others post. So if you are interested, please let me know. That's it for this week.